0: Sometimes you have an organization that says, follow the rules, follow the orders. I'm not paying you to think, I'm paying you to act. But Dan Pink in his new book, Drive, talks about motivation 3.0. And he says, increasingly in the Western world, certainly in the US and Canada, the work we're doing is the work that involves people's brains and involves getting them motivated and involves bringing their heart and their spirit to work. Because when you have that, you have an organization that is most likely to thrive.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, let's talk a little bit about stop the busy work, seven counterintuitive ways to find more time, space, and courage to do great work. Number three, I find particularly interesting, saying yes slowly.
0: One of the deep truths about doing more great work is you only get to do more great work when you learn how to say no. Because the greatest challenge to great work is in fact not our bad work, even though that's a problem, but it's actually the good work We have so much good work that it's overwhelming. We could spend our lives just trying to get through our assigned workload. It would never end. Meetings, email, projects. So part of the discipline of getting towards great work is you get to know what to say yes to and what to say no to. Saying yes is easy. Saying no is more challenging. And part of the challenge for all of us who work in an organization is most organizations don't have no as a common word. It's yes. When I ask you a question, the expectation is yes. So this is the tactic. Don't think about it as saying no. Think about how do I say yes more slowly? Because in fact, what kills you is how quickly you say yes, how quickly you say, I'll take that on. So you say yes more slowly. Delay the moment. And you do that by asking questions.
1: Can you give us some examples? Yeah.
0: Questions you can ask are things like, who else have you asked? And why are you asking me? And is there something here that only I can do? And if I could only do part of this, what would I focus on? And when you say it's urgent, what do you really mean by that? And what standard do I need to deliver this at? There's a bunch of good questions you can ask, which are useful questions because they're clarifying questions. Okay. Four things can happen if you ask this type of question. The first is, Somebody can say, shut up and just do it. The second thing they might do is they may answer all your questions. And that's perfect because it means that it's a really thoughtful request and you're really clear on what's being asked of you. The third thing that can happen is they may say, let me go away and have a think about your questions and I'll come back to you. Sometimes they will, but often they won't. That's fantastic because that gives you time to focus on your great work. And sometimes they will say, I can't be bothered with you. I'm just going to go and find somebody who says yes faster. And that's great as well. Because if you get a reputation for not being somebody who says yes quickly, it means people won't be asking you to do any old thing just because you have a pulse and you happen to be standing there.
1: Okay. Number four is create a great workspace. So I've done my maps. I know what my great work is. I'm all fired up about it. How come I can't just sit back down at my desk and do my great work?
0: It's one of these profound lessons, which is your body actually leads, your brain, so how you are physically influences how you think. And as soon as you sit down at that part of your work desk, which is your good work stage, that familiar seat where you sit down to be productive and efficient and focused and process stuff, your brain says, oh, I get it. I know why I'm here. It's not to be creative and strategic and to think differently. It's to get stuff done, and that's what you want. But if you need to do great work thinking, and great work thinking requires you to be more creative, more strategic, more thoughtful, and more visionary, then creating a different place to do this work can be very really helpful. So in my office, I have a small desk with my computer on it. And then literally one big step away, I have another small desk, which has some flowers. It has a couple of little postcards that inspire me and that I like. there's a picture, which I love as well. I scoot over here whenever I'm trying to do my thinking work. And what that does is get me away from the distractions of my phone and my email. It also puts me in a different physical space where my body says, I know when Michael's sitting at this desk, he's expecting his brain to work in this way. And so it makes it easier for me to do my great work.
1: And the last one of these I want to talk about is number five, embrace the adequate I would imagine there were a bunch of vice presidents perhaps listening to this podcast right now who are cringing when I say embrace the adequate.
0: Right, because Tom Peters, all those years ago is all about the quest for excellence. And so much of the language in our organizations is we do everything brilliantly. We do everything excellently. But here is the truth about that. You cannot, nor do you want to, deliver everything in an excellent standard. What that means is you are over-engineering a lot of the...